the bigger question is, are you ready to go? That was a long pause. No, no. So actually the question is, and this hit me the other day because you're a Yankee and I'm not. I'm a Red Sox, but continue. So tartar sauce has never been my thing. <clears throat> not I, my thing either. Oh, that just kind of spoiled the question. I'm sorry. But where but I was going it. with this is Amy seems to like it for some reason. My thinking was hey, either it's a northern thing or something to do with being Catholic and having to eat fish on certain Fridays or whatever BS. But my my question I would finally, you know, willing to get to was, you know, Southerners like mayo. Is tartar sauce the mayo of the North? I don't I think for me it's ketchup. I've always been a ketchup guy. But ketchup's not the same. Like you, you see my correlation here? I mean, I get what you're saying. I I just Thing. And even if you're not a fan, do Northerners use tartar sauce as Southerners use mayo in a sense? But Northerners it's, use it's, tartar sauce for fish. Well, they eat fish. We don't move word. We don't have it here. Most Southerners are landlocked or shitty fish. But you don't put tartar sauce on chicken. You know, like you could you exactly. could have a mayo based sauce on. But there's similar consistency, thickness. The taste is a little different. I give it that yeah. much. But like it, it's only for it's like putting horseradish on a steak, or like there's only so many things that you could put horseradish on. You're not going to horseradish. That's it. That's all I'm going with for that. I don't know. Tartar sauce is a fish only condiment. So tartar sauce is not the mayo of the north. No, debunked. Okay, that's all I need to know from you. Myth busted. Done. <laughs> Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you today, Zeke Baker? Still alive and kicking. It's been a minute since I've seen your uh, face. A week? That's a minute. Yeah, it's a minute. And uh, it's always good to see you. It's we been have- more than a week. Has it? Yeah. Last weekend, I was out of town. Remember with the fam? Oh, yeah. We recorded a couple extra the week before just to make sure that we were good. See? How was your trip to Gatlinburg? It was good. We didn't go to Gatlinburg. Just Pigeon Forge. Oh, you didn't do both? No, we didn't fool with the whatever you want to call Gatlinburg. It was more than we wanted to deal with with a one-year-old and a four-year-old. But no, Pigeon Forge was fun. We did Dollywood for a day. The second day, we went to the little island area that's down there in the middle of town. It's got a Ferris wheel, most stuff. Uh, the boy likes it. The baby, she's just good to go no matter what. So it was fun. I uh, got to spend a little time over at Junction 35 with Trey and his wife a little bit, see the setup they've got going on. It's going to be impressive, to say the least. Oh, my God, yeah. And when I was there, it was at the very, very infant stages. Like, they had just got their still in. They didn't even have the bar fully set up. I mean, there was wood everywhere. They were cutting everything It's still coming along much more of a, you can see the blueprint now as opposed to when you were there most likely. You know, especially if you think about the, I wouldn't say predicament, but our situation of families with young kids and, hey, uh, you want to go to a distillery? And, you know, you get looked or kicked in the ass or worse. That's going to be a completely different environment. Oh, I mean, very, but that's very the adult. family friendly, very, very much. 
I wouldn't say kid focused, but there's enough for all ages to do. Well, on the other side, right? Because that side of the street is that little strip mall area is going to be more the adult island. And then, you know, where you were across the way is going to be more the kid island. But there are still some kid activities over there, just not as much as there would be across the street. Oh, man, they've got at least two big, uh, like this big drop thing and a swing and something else. The ice rink is there. Yeah. But it's not not as kid-friendly as the island would be across the way. Well, inversely, it's not, let me go take my kid and prop him on a bar stool while I uh, talk to this guy (laughs) and have pours. No, there's- How you doing over there, kiddo? Yeah, daddy's going to get another one. No, there's going to be a restaurant and all sorts of stuff over there. It's going to be great. Speaking of that and going out to East Tennessee, want to let you guys know that if you are listening to this right now, it's a Wednesday on Saturday, November 2nd in Townsend, Tennessee. It's the Grains and Grits Festival. Go to grainsandgritsfest.com to get your tickets. It's one of those ones where every single distillery on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail will be in Townsend, Tennessee doing pours. I will be there podcasting. Zeke will be at home because he's lame, but go to grainsandgritsfest.com and check that out. Also want to let you know, just announced, hot off the press, December 6th, we will be at the Holiday Spirits Festival in Franklin, Tennessee from 6 to 9 p.m. It's at the factory. Go ahead and check that out. More information is at HolidaySpiritsTN.com. It's our friends, the same people that put on Bacon and Barrel, the same people that put on Whiskey Warmer. They are doing a cocktail festival this time, and you know that's going to be fun, and the factory has such a great space to do it. Also, on December 13th and 14th, you will find us at Nashville Whiskey Weekend. It is another event that's going to have all of the people from the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. But this one is benefiting the L5 Foundation. Friday night, there is going to be a dinner at the George Jones. John Rich is going to perform a concert. And then Saturday, there's going to be like your more traditional whiskey hangout thing where everybody has tables and they're pouring. So go ahead and check that out, NashvilleWhiskeyWeekend.com. Everything is benefiting the L5 L5 Foundation is then giving that money to the Nashville VA. So it's going to people that need some help with cancer. They're not necessarily paying the the bills, the medical bills, but what they are doing is giving money for gas cards and food cards and, you know, hotel bills, those, those ancillary charges that come up when you have cancer that are just as important. So go ahead and check that out. Nashville Whiskey Weekend. Zeke and I will be there both days. It's a cause that's pretty near and dear to our heart. Another thing I want to mention before we keep going, this episode sponsored by CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard in how you receive your alcohol. You know, Zeke a lot of times is lazy. It's late night. He goes into his cabinet. He realizes he doesn't have any gin. He doesn't have any mezcal. He doesn't have tequila or vodka. All that stuff he cheats on bourbon with all the time. Or maybe he needs more bourbon. But you can sit there on the couch one-handed right with your phone because Zeke still has an iPhone 5. It's an SE, thank you. But it fits in his hand and he refuses. You know, they could steal all your bank information at this point if you don't have like the phone that can run the right iOS, right? I'm, I'm, I'm updated to current. Did it last week. But it, your phone handled it? 
Yes. Okay. And even better, apparently there's so much demand to bring back the smaller phone that the next iPhone will feature this size. It's already been released. So does that mean you're going to upgrade your phone at that point? No, I'm cheap. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying I'm not the only one that prefers a non-iPad phone. I don't have an iPad phone. I have the smaller one. Call it small, huh? (laughs) That's what she said. You you must be uh, shopping at Baby Gap now. Well, I wish. (laughs) I was shopping shopping at Adult Gap in the second grade. But anyways, cascartel.com, it's one of those places where you can actually go. It's like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So they're hooking you up with other merchants. You can order your liquor while you're sitting on the comfort of your couch, get it shipped right to your door, cascartel.com. You can also go on Instagram, follow them at Cast Cartel. They're always good about sending out samples to their friends and to their supporters and their followers. I, I saw a bunch of people reviewing the Yellowstone that they just sent out to everyone. You know, they had uh, the David Nicholson Reserve that they sent out before. So they're always trying to give some good stuff back to the people that follow them. And they are also trying to get some great liquor into your hands in an easy way. Zeke has been dying to say something while I've been going through that. It was just the simple advice of don't try to order something too late because you're lazy, one hand, maybe one eye. And you just type in VOD, you could get vodkila instead of vodka. What is vodkila? Exactly. <laughs> what does it sound like? It, it sounds like vodka and tequila mixed together. Well, there you go, Geronimo. Oh, I don't need that. I don't need vodkila. I'll tell you that. But what we are tasting today, I'm pretty damn excited for Zeke. I don't, I don't know about you. But Luxrow actually sent this over to us. It is their double barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. We are a little bit late on this because they are celebrating their first anniversary with this. It happened in September and we are just getting to it in late October, November. Sorry, y'all. That lets you know that the cabinet runs deep right now. But the the first release, this isn't double-barreled in the sense that they put it in another barrel after the fact. It's a blend of two 12-year-old bourbons with a rye mash bill. Two bourbons with a rye mash bill? That's what- High rye? High rye mash bill. Okay. So this was selected by John Rempe, and it's bottled at 118.4 proof, a nod to the April 2018 opening of the distillery. The MSRP on this is 150 bucks. I think it says cash strength, but the the writing I saw on, on somebody's review, I think it was Breaking Bourbon, said that simply it was close enough to cash strength that they could still go with it while also using the proof they wanted to signify the date. So, yeah. It's fair splitting, enough. Splitting hairs. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. <laughs> <clears throat> I All I know is that I, I like it when it's over 115 proof. Makes me feel good. So, I'm fine with that. So what do you think here, buds? Oh, no. What do you think? I mean, normally I let you go first. No, that's why you, you pause. So I got a, check, a chance to throw a curveball in there. Oh, Zeke's quick tonight, bud. Look out. Feisty. It's here you're, two you're, weeks since we recorded. I got, I got ideas here. You're trying to flip the script. I don't like it when you have ideas. <laughs> the show works better when you don't have ideas. It's one of my favorite noses I think I've had in a very, very long time. And... I'm going to say a word that people hate when I say it, but it's like soft vanilla. 
it's just very warm and inviting. It feels like the sensory thing I'm getting in the olfactory sense, it's like, feels like a chair that you sit in that just kind of envelops you. Like it's super comfy, like a couch that you're sitting down. Like it just is, is very warm and inviting and it makes me want to take a sip of it. And I'll tell you right now, I've only had a sniff. I've only done the nose. I haven't gone into the taste yet because typically I do that. I get all the bullshit out of the way while you're doing your notes. And then I catch up when I let you talk first. There's a method to the madness that you wanted to screw up. Hey, I mean, it happens. We, we go on the cuff some, but you know, if it's going to throw you off that much. I'll... No, 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 no. I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to take a sip of it, but you tell me what you got on no, the nose. No, it's, it's okay. Since, since you've only smelled nothing else, we'll give you some time, just like the first high school girlfriend, and you can get acclimated and find out a little more, and I'll do some talking for a little while. It's, it's a little bit gingerbread, maybe a little bit gingerbread on the nose, too. I did a lot of talking, too much talking on dates. Put me in the friend zone, dude. <laughs> I don't doubt that for one second. Not even half. Anybody um, that knows me knows that. It's okay. So nose-wise, like, I flash back to uh, when my dad would try, or not try, you know, did, but uh, do like homemade jerky out of loin. You're it, getting meat off this? No, no. I get the wood, the wood uh, chips we would put in the bottom of the smoker. Reminds me of like a cherry, but, you know, soaked, aged wood. Definitely the cherry. I mean, it... it Dare I say, and I laugh because this is what popped in my head, wheater maybe? I know it's not, but if it doesn't smell like a wheater, then I don't know what. But that's right where I am is, is, you know, you you can detect the age and you get the wood. But literally, to me, it's like a wet, you know, just cherry, maybe some oak, whatever. But cherry and wood combined in the most really good aroma you could think of almost. It's not too much wood. No, it, it, it's there. Like I say, I mean, to me, it's literally like when we would throw all the wood chips, you know, in the bottom of the smoker and you know, there's water and, you know, you let it get all settled in in there, so to speak. <clears throat> and you'd smell it as soon as that thing fired up and before the smoke hit. And that's all you got was the, the wet wood chips. But that's really just what keeps hitting me so hard on this nose. And the, there's other stuff there. But to me, that that's so funny and just a, a, such a memory that that's as far as I just want to go with it. Ethanol's there, but not too much at all. I mean, it it doesn't singe the hairs by any means. No, I mean, out of these limited edition releases that we've had so far this year, it's probably the nose that I've liked the best. You know, I know that I'm, I've been a big proponent of Saffle all year, but this nose is, as the fat kid in me, the Saffle was a little bit more of a spicier nose, and this is more of like a sweet like fat kid nose this is food that's going to pack the pounds on cookies cherry ice cream sundae there's a lot of good stuff here that for my size are right up my alley where are you palette wise does the the curtain match the drapes for me it does i i get a lot of the cherry on the taste not sure what you get i mean does it for you no honestly as soon as i tasted it i really thought it was a, a perfect symbiotic continuation, you know, right from nose to palate and everything in between. I picked up the exact same as it moved through toward the back. The oak shows a little bit more, but it's not in an off-putting way. And, you know, the finish was solid as well. And, and toward the very back of the finish, the oak was really all that was left. And that was, to me, that was the only part that wasn't like, 
damn, this is a really good pour. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. It just kind of finally finished off with a little bit of dry oak. But, I mean, it took a minute to get there, and I'm not complaining by any means. I'm willing to bet you didn't get this, just knowing our palates are different. But did, did you get the rye spice? I got more viscosity than it's spice. I, didn't, I just equated it to proof. I got the rice, but I got it, the tingle. In it the it front worked of my up mouth. really well. Had, you know, I mean, nice viscosity, good flavor throughout. The the oak and the sweet were, I mean, just yin and yang the whole way through. I thought. I thought so too. I mean, I I also got a little bit of that spiciness, but you know, like when I get spicy, you don't get it. When you get spicy, I don't get it. So is this MGP? I don't know. Luxro had done a lot with Heaven Hill. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking it's more Heaven Hill, that 12-year stock. If it was 12-year MGP, I think they would have put it out at over 150 bucks because that's what the going rate is. If you do a double barrel and it's all sort of special, you would think 12-year MGP, this would go up to an MSRP of 199 No, I just asked simply because a few of those just you know honey barrels of MGP stock that were high rye in a blind, you could put it, you know, with the wellers and no one could tell a difference because it was just that sweet with some of those older honey barrels. And to me, the cherry and, and sweetness and like you said, vanilla that comes off on this, to me, it's right in that wheelhouse. I mean, there there is some heat to it. I'm not going to deny that, but, you know, it's a cash drink of pour. If you're not expecting that going in, then <laughs> whoops. I know, but for 150 bucks, you know, I'm I'm tempted to kind of put it on the scale of like, do I really think it's worth three, four roses and and three Russell's reserves? I wanted to come in and say I'd be a bar. I'm kind of uh, leaning a buy on this one. The only hesitation I have, honestly, is the fact that you know all these are they're not a single barrel, but they're a blend of two barrels. So there should, at least in theory, still be some variances and nuances because even blending two barrels is by no means a small batch. And I would think that'd be very hard to get a a baseline of consistency out of. Well, and what I'd be interested about, and this is something that, you know, in talking to Ashley Barnes that, that you missed, but, you know, how much of each barrel are they blending? So when John Rempe is going through this, is he figuring out that, like, in this mix, this one's 70 30, and that's what your total yield. So each blend is going to have a different thing. Like, how much is actually being put in from each barrel? What made them decide what that profile was going to be? Is that <clears throat> staying consistent? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Cause I, I assume they went the, uh, the chicken cock route and just took two barrels, blended them in their entirety, and then bottled it. You don't know, right? That's the thing we don't know is, is it a straight just dump? Because <clears throat> well, you could the, do that if they wanted a certain profile that they were going to get out of this. Yeah. And then they realize that they just dump it together. Well, at least, you know, our sample doesn't have it, but the the picture of the actual bottling, it does show the two barrels that were blended and, you know, the, the numbers and everything. So I guess if you really had the time and wanted to be forensic, you could look it up and see if uh, there's any repeaters or anything. Yeah, because there's plenty of stuff that they could actually put and take it to a small batch other product, right? So they could take the remnants. Say if they go 70-30, they're going to take that 30% of barrel A and 70% of barrel B. 
And then they'll go stick that in a small batch somewhere or they'll save it for another bottling later on. So whole bunch of stuff they can do. Whole bunch of questions here, but I'm a big fan of this one. This is a really good pour. I don't think any of us like an MSRP of 150. No. But all things considered, there are more than plenty of other bottles that show up in other places that go for well more than 150 and are much, much, much more of a letdown of a pour. Kind of pops in my head too. Um, this year's Four Roses Small Batch LE. I think it is an exceptional pour. I mean, that's what it's going to cost you out the door, much I less love secondary. And, you know, this has got some aged product in it. And I don't know which would win in a side by side, but uh, those are the two things that stand out to me as being age juiced and just a really well-rounded blend that we've had maybe this entire year. Those two have been probably. I, I think the I think ones. the fact that it's Lux Row, we probably look at it a little differently, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but they, they it, are. It is what it is. They do have that beautiful distillery that we just went to. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 it's just, you know, I think if you look at it from retrospectively, ah, uh, yeah, Lux Row, Sourced Heaven Hill, et cetera. But, I mean, plenty of people have made a name off Sourced Heaven Hill. <laughs> one, of, one of your favorite places. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, want to let you know before we get out of here that our glassware is provided by distilleryproducts.com. Once a closely guarded secret. You know, I actually just got a message after we did the Taconic show. Paul over at Taconic goes, all of our stuff is distilleryproducts.com. And I said, I'm, I'm not surprised, right? They are one of the best places to go for wholesale pricing in laser-etched glassware. They have the Tua glass, which is an Irish whiskey tasting glass. They have the Neat glass. They're the only place in North America that does engrave Neat glasses. They have decanters. They have all sorts of stuff. And they also have your Glencairn. So if you are a distillery, if you are a whiskey group and you want to get great Glencairns at great prices and just great glassware at great prices and you want to work with good people, feel free to reach out to me. I will get you in touch with them over at distilleryproducts.com. Zeke, I'm really bummed that you are not going to Grains and Grits with me. But I'm really bummed all we have is this four-ounce sample. I know. I'll have to save you some. Yeah, to be clear, I've been, I, if I see this, I would buy it. I don't know if it's Kentucky only or not. I know it's a limited release, but. It's Kentucky. You got to go up to Kentucky. But go yeah, to the distillery. Just just in case we didn't get it out there, I think we're both buys here. Yeah, we are. You can find this in Kentucky. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on whatever app you use to get your podcast. We are on all of them. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews to the whiskey that we drink. Thank you to Lux Row for sending this sample over to us. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.